Hey guys, welcome to the latest episode of the 4040 Vision Podcast, the ultimate sports history pod where hindsight is 4040. Before we get started, let's pay some bills and hear from our presenting sponsors. What's up, y'all? Welcome to 4040 Shorts from the 4040 Vision Podcast. I am your host, Colette Abdallah, and today's topic is pretty simple. It's about the intangible effects of playing with an all-time great player. The idea for this podcast was inspired by a couple things. So one was Hard Knocks this year. And I was watching Aaron Rodgers being paraded around by the Jets as the GOAT. And a lot of the players on the team were talking about how great it was going to be to play with eight, as they called him, because he's one of the greats. And unfortunately, it's a bad timing because we're just a couple weeks removed from his Achilles injury. Uh, but it was also inspired by watching what uh, Leo Messi is doing with Inter Miami and the fact that he's taken a bottom-of-the-table team and turned them into contenders. Some of the other all-time greats I'm going to talk about, of course, you know, Aaron Rodgers, which, who mentioned we mentioned uh, Leo Messi, Tom Brady, Michael Jordan, Steph Curry, LeBron, Kobe. The list goes on and on and on. But basically, the the one thing, the first thing I want to talk about was how, again, the presence of these all-time greats directly impacts the game, which which is obvious, right? If you have a player like Messi, one of the best players of all time, you're going to win more games. If you have Tom Brady, LeBron, Michael Jordan, whatever it is, that's that's easy. One plus one equals two. You know, if you have these guys, they're going to be great, and your team is going to be better. But I think the other impact is that the other guys on the team are going to raise their performance levels because they learn things from these players and they want to match the, their performance, their practice habits, whatever it might be. So a couple examples, right? Michael Jordan was known for being an insanely hard worker. He took every practice, practice like it was NBA Finals. He liked to party, but he never messed around in practice and he was known to be demeaning and intense and you know he even punched Steve Kerr during a practice because he probably wasn't working as hard as, as Michael Jordan wanted him to. And I think that carries on that attitude of, okay, I got to match this guy's intensity during practice. I think that that leads to success on the field. Kobe was another one. He's one of the hardest working guys in the history of the NBA. He's one of those dudes that would wake up at three o'clock in the morning to be in the gym by four and get two workouts in before practice. And they talked about it during the um, Redeem Team documentary where a lot of these guys, these younger guys, that younger generation, you know, LeBron, D. Wade, Carmelo, Chris Bosh, they all thought that they knew what they were doing. They all thought that they knew what it meant to be successful and how to be successful. And, you know, they were taking their time. They were hanging out. They were having a good time during the Olympics. And they saw that Kobe was, again, waking up at 3, 4 o'clock in the morning, getting in the gym, working out. And slowly but surely, they all started doing the same thing. And I think that led to an incredible improvement in their careers. And I think they all had career years after that redeem team Olympics in golden state, you know, teammates always talk about watching Steph Curry work during and after practice and the immaculate attention that he pays to his craft, which is shooting, right? He'll take a hundred jump shots from one place and he won't, you know, he won't move to the next spot until he hits, you know, 90% or whatever it is. He'll take, a bunch of free throws in a row and won't won't stop uh, the drill until he hits 30 or 40 or 50 in a row, whatever it might be. So 
they see this this attention to detail that a guy like Steph Curry has, who some you know a lot of people say, oh, it's all natural ability. I mean, sure, he is incredibly gifted, but once folks see the hard work that he puts in, the the attention to detail that he puts, where he's you know practicing different shots, different angles, you know practicing coming off screens, uh, pull ups, whatever it is, he's working on that, and that, that translates obviously to his game. Tom Brady's another example. This guy played until he was 45, and the only major injury he ever suffered was the the consequence of a direct hit to his knee by, I forget the safety's name, but he never suffered a major injury. Not an Achilles tear, not an ACL other than the direct hit on his knee, not a hamstring pull, not a neck injury like Peyton Manning. And obviously some of that is, is genetic, some of it is luck, but it's also because of the way he takes care of his body. And the amount of money and time that he spends on his body. People can joke about, you know, the TB12 method and the snake oil and that sort of thing. But there is truth to it because the results and the proof are in the pudding. And the last guy here I want to mention, I mean, it's obviously last but not least. Um, and there's, I'm sure, a ton of other examples across the different sports. But this would be a very long podcast if I listed out every single goat across sports. But LeBron. You know, he does a lot of the same stuff that Tom Brady does in terms of investing in his body, spending upwards of a million dollars on recovery methods, cryotherapy, massages, stretching, whatever it is, this dude is on the cutting edge. And there's a reason that he's able to play at a high level for now entering year 21. You know, whatever you want to say about him and uh, whatever feelings, negative feelings you might have about him, there's no denying that his longevity and the ability to play as well as he has for as long as he has is, again, a testament to the hard work and the money that he puts into his uh, his recovery and his body and all that stuff. And I think from all of these, there's been countless examples, especially of younger players who may have been watching these guys from the outside looking in and thinking, oh, you know, LeBron probably rolls out of bed and just he just does it. It's just natural ability. Tom Brady, same thing. And these younger guys are not taking care of their bodies. They're not watching what they're eating. They're eating fast food. They're eating whatever. You know, a lot of guys struggle with their their weight and things like that. And then they see that the work that these guys put in is not just about what happens in the game. It's about what they do in practice. It's about what they do in the kitchen or what they're not doing in the kitchen because they have uh, private chefs and all that. But the attention to detail outside of the, the four lines is is what makes a big difference for these guys and i think that that has definitely a positive impact on the young players and the other players on the team and i think aside from the tangible benefits like working out more working harder investing in your body i think the confidence of having one of the greatest players of all time or just a flat out great player in history and in history of your sport on your team i think it allows you to play potentially with more freedom and more confidence. Obviously, there is a pressure that comes with being Tom Brady's receiver because of the standard that he holds you to. There is a pressure that comes with being Kobe's teammate or LeBron's teammate or Michael Jordan's teammate. And that pressure can manifest itself in a lot of different ways. If you're Tom Brady's teammate and you run the wrong route, you're going to get yelled at on the sideline. You're going to get ripped into and how you respond to that is going to determine your level of success for the rest of the game, the rest of the season, the rest of your career, whatever it is. 
if you're Michael Jordan's teammate, you're going to get ripped into in practice, maybe not on the sideline right there and right then and there. Uh, and then Kobe's the same thing. If you're LeBron's teammate and you're not able to handle the pressure of being his teammate, then you're probably going to get traded at some point, as we've seen multiple times throughout his career. So there's a lot of guys that can't handle that pressure. And some guys will absolutely wilt under that pressure. But if you can handle it, you're going to win and you can excel and you can have a career year. So I think when you have the confidence uh, of playing with someone like Patrick Mahomes, for example, on a scramble drill, if you see him running around back there for 10 seconds, you're going to work just a little bit harder because you know he's going to find you if you're open. If you're playing with Tom Brady and you're on a two-minute drill and you're trying to come back and win the game, you know with a fair degree of certainty that he's going to get the job done. So I'm going to work a little bit harder. I'm going to hold this block just a little bit longer. I'm going to put a little more effort into my cuts, into, again, on a scramble drill, same thing, because you know he's going to find you. And then playing with somebody like LeBron, you know he's going to find you. You know he's going to make the right play. You know Steph Curry's going to draw the defense's attention, so you better stay ready, and you're going to get the ball. A guy like Jokic, for example, you can throw him in this conversation if you want. You know that you're going you're gonna to run a little bit harder on that fast break because you know you're going to get the ball. Or if you're open, he's going to find you. And even on defense, if you're playing defense for the Patriots or the Buccaneers or the Chiefs, it might make you work that 3 to 5, 7, 10% harder, whatever it is, because you want to get the ball back to your quarterback because you know if he gets the ball back, he's going to score. If you're the Jets, right? We started the top of the pod by talking about the Jets and Aaron Rodgers and how excited they were to play with him and, oh, 8 is going to do this and 8 is going to do that. And then they end up with Zach Wilson. Don't you think, maybe even subconsciously or or consciously, I don't know, that incredible Jets defense, you know, if they're up three or up six or whatever and the other, other team is driving or they're down three and they're like, all right, we need to get a stop and get the ball back. You think maybe just a little bit they might think, well, you know, you know even if we get the ball back, I don't know if Zach Wilson's going to get the job done versus – Let's get the ball back, get the ball to Aaron Rodgers, and we're going to win this damn game. So I think that that intangible aspect is the most interesting to me because I think we see it happen time and time again. You know, I can't point to any metric that will say that or any analytic, you know, one of these uh, long acronyms that will prove what I'm saying. But I think it's something that all of us as sports fans, we've seen. We know what it looks like when the other team or when the team is playing just a little bit harder because they have that faith, that confidence in their quarterback, in their best player. You know, I'm going to work a little bit harder on a counter because I know Messi's going to find me. I'm going to work a little bit harder if we're chasing a goal to to win the ball back and get him the ball because I know he's going to score. Or I'm going to put a little bit of extra oomph in this tackle because I know that we need to get this ball back. Or I'm going to play a little bit harder, hold this block, run this, whatever it is, all of that stuff. I think there really is just that extra percentage of effort that goes into these players when they're playing with with an all-time great. And again, I can't prove it. Just something that I felt, something that uh, that I was inspired by by watching Messi, you know, tear up the, the league's cup and watching Hard Knocks. And you know, it's unfortunate that Aaron Rodgers isn't able to uh, follow up on this. And and you know, we can see for once and all, once and for all. 
on the Jets if this actually made a difference because we have the case study of last year with Zach Wilson. But, you know, we, we can still see it happen with some of the other quarterbacks in the league, with, with Patrick Mahomes, with Jalen Hurts, guys that the you can tell the their teammates respect them and adore them and will maybe literally run through a wall for them. So let me know what you think. Am I totally off base here? Is there some validity to what I'm saying? Let us know. Let us know on social media. Make sure to leave us a a review wherever you're listening to this podcast. Make sure you're subscribing. Make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel at 4040VisionPod, and you can find us on all the major social media platforms at 4040VisionPod. Thanks for your time, y'all. Peace out.